Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I know this is a sensitive subject matter. I know that there is a lot of people struggling with this. Lord, I know I was one of those that struggled so deep with this. Lord, it is not my goal to just point out evil, but, but, but there is a goal, and that is to show that you are more victorious than any of this. So, Lord, may all this information do nothing but lead people to fall on their knees and ask for you and your guidance and your spirit into their lives. So we love you. Please be with us. Open our eyes and soften our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I titled this one, Holy Hollywood. Um, and and let, me, let me be uh, conscious of, of how much time I actually have here so I can get through this. So I have probably like 30, 40 minutes. I'm going to leave a little bit of time, hopefully, for question and answer. And so um, I do want to mention this. Some questions that came up in the, the last presentation. Somebody asked me, what about um, God's Not Dead? What about a few of these Christian movies that are, that are popping up? I have not personally seen that film, so I can't quite speak on it in this. I can say this to you, though. Is it in line with your Bible? That is what I'm trying to accomplish here by talking to you guys. If it's just, you know, the content that the Bible is trying to teach you, even though it doesn't just say Jesus this, Jesus that, but it's in line with the principles that, are, that the Bible is teaching, it's pretty hard to fight against that. Does that make sense? I myself, because I tried to be in Hollywood and tried to do the filmmaking and everything, I personally will not ever make a theatrical film in the way that I did before. That's my own personal conviction. Because what I've done is I've seen a line in the sand. And I said, I don't want to see how close I can get to the line. I don't want to look over the line. I'm going to draw a line in the sand. I'm going to walk the other way. So that's what I've done. And I've fallen in love with documentary filmmaking. And I make documentary films for a living. If I thought that all media was evil, I would not be producing it. And here's, what, here's the stark difference. I'm a firm believer in this. Many people come up to me and say, I want to make the great controversy into a movie. Well, that's great. If you do, that's great. If you want to serve God in that way, that's great. But do it in this way. If that is your passion, that is, your, that is what you want to do, then pray this prayer. Lord, God, I want to make this movie, but not as I will. Do you want me to make this movie? Lord God, I give you permission to open up the doors, to give me $3.5 million to make this movie. If you do that, then I will know that you wanted me to do this. But Lord, if you don't want me to do this, then I give you permission to close the door. Now what you've done is you've placed the decision in God's hands, and when you get to heaven, you have every right to go to God and go, you know what, you gave me $3.5 million. Hey, I asked for that. If you ask God for that, I stand firm on my convictions. He will not ignore you. So if that is your conviction, that is what you want to do, you pray to God, Lord, is this what you want me to do? So I hope that by showing you what I'm showing you, I'm not telling you, don't go out and, and, and make a movie or don't go out and do this. I have my own personal convictions. If you want to ask me about those, I'll tell you about them but I don't have time for right now. I think there's a lot of wonderful things out there to watch on television and, 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 and movies that are awesome that could give you a better understanding of God. I think there's people that truly believe they're following everything that God wants them to do, and it's not my place to say, you're not doing what God wants you to do. 
but I will say, by your, their fruits, you will know them. And that's what I'm hoping to achieve with you today. So I titled this one Holy Hollywood because I want to really get to this part of the movie industry that is talking about all these religious movies that are coming out. I don't think it's by chance that they have made the movie Noah. I don't think it's by chance that they have made the movie Moses and the coming out of Egypt and that it's one of the biggest blockbuster Ridley Scott films you'll ever see. If you've seen the trailer to this thing, it is going to be amazing, but could be possibly terribly deceptive. And so I wanna show you something. I wanna show you a little bit of people in the industry and people that say they follow God, okay? Matthew 7, 21 and 22 says this, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Now, here's the key to this verse right here. People that say, Lord, Lord, that just, you can call out someone's name all you want, but it is the ones that do the will of the Father that he is going to say, I know you, right? Many will say unto me into that day, Lord, Lord, we have, have we not prophesied in thy name, and have we not um, cast out devils, and in thy name have done wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I think it's a very simple concept. If by your work, by your fruits, by whatever it is that you're doing, if you are building up the kingdom of God, I, I believe that there's really only two ways about it. You're either tearing down the kingdom of God or you're building it up. By doing nothing at all, what are you like? That's why the story of the talents is so important. I buried my talent in the ground. You did nothing, so you didn't do anything. So by doing nothing, you're choosing to be on one side of the fence or not. Now, how many people believe Snoop Dogg believes in God? Raise your hand. Soup dog, of course, uh, has a lot of questionable content out there. So, Snoop, I have to ask you this sort of question, right? What does God mean to you? What do you do for it in your own work? Um, God is everything to me. Without God, I'm nothing. I couldn't exist without him, and I keep him in everything I do. So Snoop really thinks that he it only exists because of God. That's, that's, that's a very real statement from him, a genuine statement. Here's Beyonce saying something about God. What's your relationship to God? I'm sorry? What's your relationship to God? With God? God is my everything. He's, he created everybody, everything, and I love him, and he is the reason why I sing. I mean, if you've seen any of her content, it's very um, questionable what the fruits are, right? So it's interesting to me that a lot of these people attribute their success or give glory to God. What is your inspiration? Where do you get your inspiration from for your creative work? Probably God, I guess. I mean, if you've seen any of Steven Seagal's movies, they're terrible. Terrible things. And his inspiration comes from God? Spiritually, I just thank God every day for everything you know, great has come my way. Now, all these people that are giving glory to God, you would take a look at someone like this, and you would say, Lady Gaga really has nothing to do with God. If you've looked at some of her work on MTV or whatever, it is some terribly satanic stuff. 
But here, in a documentary that HBO did on her, they're asking her the question, where do you get your inspiration from? And I find this really interesting how she answers this question. So here, she says it's Jesus that put her in this position. I mean, she's not even naming a god. Anything could be a god. A piece of paper can be a god to somebody. But here, she's actually giving the credit to Jesus. And it's interesting that before all of these concerts that she does, she actually prays with people says whole entire prayers. I'm not going to play these for you because I believe in the power of prayer, and I don't know what God she's praying to. I mean, I do, not the God that I serve, though. And so it's really interesting to me to see somebody who is obviously putting out such dark material claiming to get that from God. Now, here's what she says at every single concert. When she goes to the concerts, she says this little saying, she hates something more than money. And here's what she says, she hates more than money. So she says she hates the truth more than anything in the world. You know why it's really important to know your Bible? When you know your Bible through and through, and I mean you spend time in the Word of God, you can see, spot, hear things that you go, hey, that... That, that, that's not what that says in my Bible. Because if I turn to John in the Bible, 416, or 14 verse 6, it says, Jesus said, and I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So by saying you hate the very definition of truth, he's saying that you hate Jesus. It's, it's, it's a sobering thing to think that so many people in this industry think that they're following something good there is a disconnect with with the words that are coming out of their mouth their actions and and what the bible says they're a jumbled mess of you hear the terminology you hear the things that's why the matrix people look at the matrix and go hey that was a great movie that showed me about jesus it had a lot to do with jesus well, you hear the terminology of Jesus, you hear various things that come from the Bible, but when you look at the very uh, f- mentality of what the Jesus character is trying to do to show you a world with no rules, no laws, and where anything is possible, then you can say, that's not Jesus. Jesus isn't, wasn't here to teach you that. There's a lot of people in Hollywood that are on the other side of the fence, to, to, to not just say everybody li- believes in God. There's a lot of people who totally don't believe in God. Um, and in, um, he's definitely, Morgan Freeman's definitely one that is very outspoken about his dislike of God. So he says he's a man of faith, not a man of God. And he's very open-spoken about this. In fact, he's been quoted all over the internet. If you see some of his comments about God, they're terrible. He says, I am God. My belief system doesn't support a creator as such. We can all, or as we can call God, who created us in his, her, its image? It's hard to question because I said it from the start. I think that we invented God. So if I believe in God, I, and I do, it's because I think I am God. And you hear the same lies that were told in the Garden of Eden. You know, isn't it amazing to me? Genesis 3, when you really study that out. And the serpent tells Eve, didn't God tell you you shouldn't eat of this tree? But 
you will be like gods and your eyes will be opened, knowing both good and evil. You know, in those two verses there, the devil opened up every single false religion on the face of the planet. All of this that I'm showing you is nothing different than the same lies that came out of that Garden of Eden. There's told to us in different order, different ways, flashier stuff, but it's literally the same stuff that leads back to the idea that you don't need God or that God is evil or that he's trying to control you in some way, shape, or form. And you see this over and over and over again. I want to show you a couple clips from some of the producers in, in, in Hollywood. These are some of the guys that, that are executives at ABC, NBC, CBS, and I want to show you a little bit about what they believe. And you're going to hear him talk about being on the right or on the left, being a conservative or being a liberal. And what this is uh, going to show you is really a lot of some of these Hollywood bigwigs are all coming from the same mentality. They're all coming from the left side, a liberal side. So their content that they're putting out there and the mainstream Hollywood content, I don't mean the side independent films or the Christian films. I'm talking about the mainstream top of the blockbuster hit stuff is really coming at you from a very liberal perspective. And here's um, uh, a guy named Benjamin Shapiro wrote a book about the propaganda of Hollywood and he's asking some of these uh, executives about their belief uh, in the right side. So basically he's just saying that everybody's coming from one perspective. And in fact, here's one of the um, top guys from, he was a president of, of NBC, CBS, uh, former president, VP of programming. And um, listen to what he has to say about the perspective even coming from co comedy. So basically he's saying, look, there's only one perspective. How about Friends? A lot of you have seen Friends. There's been a lot of people who have, have ever watched this show, right? So here's one of the writers of Friends. And she's going to talk a little bit about some of the liberal perspectives that were placed in here. And if you think about it, like if you go to this guy's website here, you can watch tons of these things all the time. And, and he's got all kinds of different uh, uh, writers, directors, all these different people that, that talk about this. And what I found that was really interesting to me um, was just how, he, yeah, I think the question was even raised, um, how, how do people like... Um, you know, Mel Gibson make it because he's obviously on 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 the you know the other side of the fence really, and and they basically say, look, yeah, but those people are so few and far in between. Of course, it all boils down to money. If if people are going to come see your movies, it doesn't matter really what you believe. At the end of the day, they're going to come see you. But that perspective is so limited. There's really only one direction that this information is coming at you. Um, I want to kind of flash through this. You guys can, can kind of watch this um, on your own time because I don't have that much time. And I want to get to the end of this. Um, this is what Adolf Hitler said. Make, a, make the lie big, make it simple, keep saying it, and eventually they will believe it. And this is pretty much the way that Hollywood is coming at you from all sorts of different angles. For those of you that were in this presentation from the last section, we went over all of the homosexuality agenda. And it's just crazy to see all the different movies that are coming that are basically pushing that homosexual agenda. And in there, um, in that pushing of the homosexual agenda, they're really they were able to overturn 
the general population's ideas that have been all the way against it for umpteen years, and within only a short amount of years, they were able to increase 27% of what people believed simply by two shows, Glee and Modern Family. They changed one-third of our population's mindset on a very, very controversial social uh, uh, social uh, um, thing just simply by putting it in television shows and making them comedy and making them not even really serious. This is what the power the media has over our minds. And if you've seen any of our information, any of our, our media, I mean, I don't have time to go over all this. If, you, if this is the first introduction that you've ever had to this ministry, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a whole mess of backstory that you need to understand where this is all going. So I'm just going to jump into the nitty gritty of it. Is that okay? Let's get into analyzing a couple of these movies because I didn't quite get through it. I was trying to rush through the last class so I could get into it. So what I tried to show people and what I'm hoping to achieve to, to, to show you today is really honestly, you do not spot a counterfeit by studying a counterfeit. You study the genuine but you're able to look at a counterfeit and say, I don't want that in my life because it's contrary to what the Bible is teaching me. Does that make sense? So here is a show by ABC. You can't quite see this. Um, I'll just show you on my computer. It's a show called Resurrection. It was on ABC, okay? And I'm gonna read to you, because you can't quite see it because of the, the, the coloring on the projector, but I'm gonna read to you the words that they put on the screen. I want to show you something. In, in, in movies and television, they often tell you right up front what they're all about. It's often so in your face that you can easily look at it for face value and you can pretty much pick what these things are about, what agenda they're pushing. You really don't even have to go and watch the movies at all. I can tell you more about a movie in a two-minute trailer than I can really sitting down and analyzing the whole thing. Because when you sit down and you analyze the whole thing, you get sucked into the story your emotions start going. And in the first presentation that we, we, we talked about today, it talked all about how you put someone into the state of hypnosis. Does anyone know how hypnosis really works? I, I, I wanna tell you this real quick. Um, hypnosis works on putting you under a state of heightened emotional state. Does that make sense? So l let me put it this way. Um, if I wanted to change your belief system, okay? It's very difficult for me to change your belief system, and here's how it works, right? I don't know your mother, never met your mother in your life, so there's probably nothing I could tell you about your mother that would really make you go, you know what, I don't really like my mother, right? Pretty much, why? Because I don't know your mother, you do. But here's what I can do, and here's what hypnosis tries to do. In trauma patients, people that were sexually abused or people that were um, um, needing to undergo th hypnotherapy, so to say, to resolve a problem, what they do is they go into your mind and they uh, start to attach negative feelings or positive feelings towards a particular thing. And enough of those negative or positive feelings towards a particular thing can change what you believe. So for example, you have a problem smoking and I wanted to change your mind in hypnotherapy. What I would do is I would go into your mind and I would attach a negative emotion to the idea of smoking. So every time he smokes, he feels sick, okay? 
enough of those feelings will eventually get him to stop smoking. Now, I don't know your mother. I want to change your views about your mother. So what they would do in hypnosis is they would go into your mind, get you into alpha brainwave pattern and say, how does your mother make you feel when she doesn't call you? When your mother doesn't um, um, treat you very nice, when she yells at you, how does that make you feel? Do you see what I'm doing? Yeah. Now I'm attach attaching a negative emotion oops, to his idea of his mother. Enough of those negative emotions will eventually change what he believes about his mother. And that's called changing the critical factor, okay? You can get around the critical factor. This is what's happening in the movies. You believe something that you've believed your whole entire life. You have read in your Bible that you know what the state of the dead is like. You know that. You know that when you die, you're not alive. So how can they start to mess with that belief system? What they do is they start to attach different emotions to that belief system, and that's what they're doing in these movies. Okay? So here's a television show called Resurrection, all about a little boy who died and came back many, 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 many years later when his parents were old, and, and he says, I'm your boy. I, I, I was there. And they're like, how could you be my boy? You died 30 years ago, and he's still a boy. And this is what this is about. But I want to show something to you. You can spot this stuff because they tell you what this show is going to do to your mind in front of your face. So you can easily spot it and you can say, I don't want this in my life anymore. Here's how they do it. So it says, what would you do if you lost someone and they returned? So this is what it says, a television event will make you question everything you believe. One television show with this emotional rush. Brothers and sisters, I have, a, I have a child. I have two children, a boy and a girl. And let me tell you, if I lost my son or my daughter, I don't know, I'd probably go insane. I know what that's like to have that, oh my goodness, if I lose my children, what would that do to me? They're tapping into your emotions. Emotion, emotion, emotion. That's what movies are built on because they can change your belief system the higher emotional state that you're in. Does that make sense? So when you watch these things, look at this. This says, this is um, uh, a television show called Sleepy Hollow. Just read the television, like the, the words that are on the screen. Between two worlds, the battle for mankind, and they're talking about heaven and hell and all these things will be fought. They're telling you what this show is all about. Sleepy Hollow, you get, all, you get all wrapped up in the story. It's all this terrible stuff, okay? Now, I want to point something out to you. In the town of Sleepy Hollow, here's the street sign. What does it say right here? Do you think that is a mistake? Is it possible that somebody who made this show knows something? Because where would a number of 144,000 come from out of the blue? What are they doing in all of these movies and television shows? Madagascar. It's so cute, these little, little cute things. But let me show you this. This is just the trailer, just the trailer. You don't have to even watch this movie. What does that say right now? Oh, so now we know what topic we're starting to talk about here, right? And here, listen to the words that are said.
If anyone's going to save us, it's who? It isn't my God. You've got to remember, just like the only thing you're taking to heaven, your thoughts and your feelings. Music has two elements to it, the words and the music. Those are your thoughts and your feelings. Movies are only your thoughts and your feelings. So here, what they're doing is getting you all emotional into the story, and then they're planting seeds with the words. You don't need a savior. You're the one that's going to save you. And then another thing that they constantly keep doing, like this in Despicable Me, I don't even have to go and watch this movie. All I have to do is look at the simple movie poster. What does it say at the top of the movie poster? When the world needs a hero, who do they call? They don't call Jesus. They call a villain. And it's this idea over and over and over again that's perpetuated in all of these stories. The little Lego movie, so cute. But all of a sudden, the storyline becomes about this world where there is a controlling creator-type person that made an instruction manual that everybody is supposed to follow the instruction manual, but the Legos shouldn't follow the instruction manual. They should do what they want. I have an instruction manual. I want to follow it. I don't want something combating what I'm trying to build up in my mind. The Warner Brothers president, Greg Silverman, who also made the movie Inception and The Matrix. By the way, how many of you saw the movie Inception or know what it is? Okay, so good, I can talk about it like this, right? What is the movie really all about? Gnosticism, but how? It's all about a thief who goes into your mind and tries to change what one person believes about his father. I know somebody that's trying to get into my mind that has a, a trying to change what I believe about my father. It's the devil over and over and over again. And here, he's the one that made the Matrix and Inception, and he says, this lead character's name should be Emmett. He's the one that told them they should call him Emmett. Emmett in the Kabbalah means truth. So here you have all these names that mean things, and they're all placed in there. This um, Vitri, how do, you, how do you say this? I can never say it. Vitrius, Vitrius, or whatever. Do you, do you know what that is? That, that, that's the old ancient architect. Look this up in, 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 um, in history. In fact, there's a lot of Masonic lodges that are titled after that. And you'll see all this occult stuff popping up with these names. Wild style. I'm going to go out on a, on a little limb here. And is Lucy short for something? I haven't seen this movie. But I know enough to read two sentences about this movie and say, you know what? It's contrary to my Bible. I don't need this in my life. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry if I'm just destroying people's childhood. <laughs> but let me tell you, I don't trust Disney with a 10-foot pole. Anything Disney puts out, I'm telling you, there's way too much sorcery, way too much magic. I mean, just on that fact alone, read Deuteronomy 18.12. Anyone who is involved in sorcery, witchcraft, divination, uh, necromancer, all of these things are an abomination to the Lord. What does that mean? Abomination means God hates them. It's like the strongest word you can use for hate. 
So if God hates that, do we have any business watching it? That, that's, that, that's the first thing. I haven't even talked about the storyline. That's just the first thing. Whenever I see things with magic, it's, it's, like, it's like I already know enough about magic not to enter that into my mind. But nonetheless, I'm going to skip through this because we are just totally out of time. The two, the two uh, writers, you know, there's a big thing about talking about, oh, is that lead song, Let It Go, is it homosexual? Well, the two guys um, wrote actually a, a play called Avenue Q where they have songs in there that are all about homosexuality. So why wouldn't they put sexuality and homosexuality in it? And these are the songs. You guys can look this up on your own time. But I just want to point this out. Let it go, okay? Analyzing just the final last little words right here where it says, no right, no wrong, no rules for me, I'm free. That is not what my Bible tells me. I don't want something that is teaching me there's no right and no wrong and no rules. Done. Don't need it. Does that make sense? Transformers. I showed this clip in here in the, in the other one. Am I out of time? No? Um, how many people were, were, that were not in this presentation in the last one have seen this movie? It's okay. I saw the first one. <laughs> so, so, and you didn't see the presentation last time? So is this a good guy or a bad guy? Good guy, right? Is that what you said? And this is the bad guy? Okay. I want you to listen to the very first trailer that talks about what this whole movie series is all about. Okay? This is the very first introduction to the whole Transformer movie series, and this is what they say. So the information that's told to you is that there is a war in heaven. We all believe there's a war in heaven, right? That's why we're all here, because we want to learn about this war in heaven and what, what it is that, that in context that we're doing. So that is a very true statement. And in this war, there's a thing that was able to create a world and fill it with life. And what is the only thing that has the ability to create a world and fill it with life? Jesus, right? So here's the whole premise of the, of the, of the Transformers movies. Freedom is the light of all sentient beings. You all know there's only one way to end this war. We must destroy the cube. We must destroy the cube. What's interesting to me about a cube, it is as three perfect parts that fit together. That's, that's, that's the trinity. What is interesting about a cube is the city of Jerusalem that comes at the end of the age is in a cube. These people are fighting a much deeper fight than you can possibly ever imagine. And when you go to these movies and you watch these thoughts and these things coming from these directors, if they are not sold out to Christ, it is very easy for them to be used in a different direction. And that's why people ask me all the time, do you think there's a conspiracy in Hollywood where they're all in this together? They're all against you. Do you know what? No, I don't. That would be impossible. I would be really shocked if they're all in this together. But you heard this story this morning in church, did you not? When your house is clean, swept, garnished, you do not fill it with something. You are not walking around here empty. You're not. You are either filled with the Spirit of God or you are filled with something else. So the people that are in Hollywood that are going, you know what? 
James Cameron, I had a dream. I had a dream. In my dream, I came up with the movie Avatar. Hmm, that's interesting to me. Harry Potter, she got it from a dream. All these people think, yeah, I had this great idea. I came up with this. But you know what? They don't even realize the spirits that are behind their inspiration. That's why you see all this consistency. Brothers and sisters, get in the Word of God. More so than the Word of God, it's not a knowledge. It's not a head knowledge that will save you. I was a child that knew my Bible, went to an Adventist school, read it, all the time when I was a kid, I knew about this great controversy. I knew about this war. You know what? In six months of me going to Hollywood, I threw out my faith out the window. Gone. I knew what the truth was. I wasn't somebody that was in the world that had no idea who God was. I knew who God was, and I threw it out. Don't think for a second that your knowledge of God can save you. You can walk up to the president and you can say, I know the president. I know his favorite color. I know what he likes to eat. I know his favorite tie. I know all these things. And they're going to go, who are you? Does he know you? The same thing applies to Jesus. You can know exactly what color he likes, what color, what, what, what he likes to eat, all these things. You can know facts about God, but you may not know God. And more importantly, does God know you? Brothers and sisters, the closer that you have a walk with Christ, the more disgusting this turns in your mouth. Amen. Truly, I am the worst person to watch a movie with today. You would hate it. Because I'm like, stop, pop, pause, ah, look, ah. I don't want to watch these things. I don't want them in my life. And I believe that God can bring you to that place. So many people ask me, how? Where do I go from here? What do I do? How do I stop this? I'm addicted to movies. I watch 10 hours a day. You know, I've had sweet little old grannies come up to me and say, they don't have anything else to do all day but watch movies and television. They've seen Spider-Man, Batman, you name it. And I'm just like, wow, crazy. But here's the thing. Pray this prayer. Lord, if you don't want me to watch these things, I give you permission to come into my heart and turn it, and come into my mouth and turn it sour. And trust me, in my case, I loved Hollywood. I love these movies. I love them all. I, I prayed that prayer and I said, Lord, if you don't want me to be in Hollywood, make it disgusting in my mouth. And to this day, I can't stand that place because I know what kind of deceptions they're putting out. And so I know it's possible for you guys but you have to labor that and give that to God. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just the iShare conference, the messages that have been presented here, the tools that are at our fingertips, Lord. We know the time is soon approaching that we don't have the freedom to say these things. So Lord, I just pray that as the time that we have left May we be diligent with it, not wasting it on the idle and frivol things of this world, but the important things, which is your will. Please, Lord, make your will bold print in all of our lives. And more importantly, Lord, may you please come and live in all of our hearts every single day. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.